Ashley Brock here with Dolores Fawson's book, Dade, Chapter 6. Kayla heard the sound, and her eyes flew open. It wasn't the sound of bullets like those in her nightmares. This was laughter, and it was coming from the other side of the house. Robbie? She called out, and then remembered Connie had come and gotten him when he woke up earlier. Then Annie had told Kayla to get a little more rest, and apparently she had. She threw back the covers and spotted the sunlight speckling across the room from the tiny gaps in the blinds. She checked the clock on the nightstand, already 7.30. Not late by many people's standards, but she'd overslept. How the heck could that have happened? Here they were in the middle of a dangerous situation, and she slept in like the diva Dade already thought she was. Kayla changed out of her gown and put on the dark blue pants and top that she practically ripped from her suitcase. She used the whole bathroom to finish dressing and race toward the laughter. She soon found the source, her son. Dade was at the kitchen table, Robbie in his lap, and her son was giggling because Dade was playing airplane the spoon of oatmeal. Her son devoured the oatmeal the moment it made it to his mouth. Kayla made eye contact with Connie, who was near the stove, pouring herself a cup of coffee. Then Nanny, who looked as if she had also dressed in a hurry, simply shrugged. Mommy's up, Dade announced, and he sent another spoonful of oatmeal Robbie's way. Another giggle, and her son lapped it up. I'm sorry, Kayla told Dade. I should have been up to feed him. Dade just shrugged as well. I have a niece, Kimmy, who's just a little bit older than Robbie, and I feed her a lot of mornings. So that explained why the bad boy cowboy looked perfectly natural with flecks of oatmeal on his jeans and chest-hugging black t-shirt. Robbie hadn't escaped either. He had oatmeal smeared into his blonde hair. I can take over. Kayla insisted, but when she looked in the bowl, she realized that Robbie had finished. Da, 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 Robbie babbled, and he slapped his hands on the high chair tray. Kayla was mortified and was about to launch into an apology for that as well. He's trying to say Dade, Connie quickly explained. Dade lifted his shoulder again. That seems a little easier to say than Deputy Ryland. Maybe, but it was downright unnerving to hear those sounds come from her son's mouth. More unnerving to see the big grin that Robbie doled out to date. Let me get him washed up, Connie insisted. I can do it, Kayla offered, but Connie glanced at Dade. I think the deputy and you have some things to discuss. Yes, they did. Misty, for one, because her sister had been brought in for questioning and had issued the vague, I'm sorry. Kayla had tried to call her sister more than a dozen times before she went to bed, but Misty hadn't answered. Connie eased Robbie out of the high chair and brought him over to Kayla so she could give him a morning kiss. She got one, all right, complete with oatmeal smears and a smile that could light up the night sky. Kayla had no choice but to smile back. I love you, she whispered to her son, and Robbie babbled back a string of sounds that could have meant anything, but Kayla knew he was telling her that he loved her, too. He's a fun kid. Dade said, and he got to his feet. Yes, but he's usually shy around strangers, probably because Robbie hadn't been exposed to many, but he'd taken the date as if he'd known him his whole life. They'd looked at her, as if waiting for more, but she didn't want to tell about how good talk about how good he was with her son. 
Kayla also didn't want to stare. She failed at that. She stared and wondered how anyone could look that good with flecks of oatmeal on them. She reached up and plucked a piece of it from Dade's hair. Robbie's a messy eater. <laughs> Not as bad as Kimmy. Once she crammed a handful of strained peaches in my ear. Couldn't hear for hours. With that, he smiled. Oh, mercy? He was hot with his usual bad boy scrowl, but that smile made her weak at the knees. Kayla stepped back, cleared her throat, and changed the subject. When will Grayson question Missy? Dade's smile faded as fast as it come, and he checked the wall clock over the table. Soon. They're setting up things now so we can watch. My laptop is already on, and I'm connected to Grayson's computer at his office. She glanced at his computer screen to verify that it was indeed on, and there on the screen was what appeared to be an office, an empty one. Watch, she challenged, but I thought I'd be able to see Misty in person. Not a chance. Nate informed her, we aren't leaving this safe house unless it's an emergency. Of course, that made sense for security reasons, but Kayla had wanted to see her sister and not through a computer screen. We'll be able to hear and see them. Dade verified. They can hear and see us as well. He grabbed a cup of black coffee from the counter and headed to the sofa. Kayla poured herself some coffee, but when she joined him, she immediately saw the dilemma. The sofa wasn't that large, and with his computer perched on the coffee table, the only way she could see the screen was to sit right next to Dade. So that's what she did, and Kayla tried not to react when her arm brushed his. He reacted, though. Dade winced, and that's when her attention shot down to the bandage. I should check that. She didn't wait for him to agree because he wouldn't have. Kayla eased back the bandage, afraid of what she might see. The gash was an angry red color, and the area around it was swollen. I'm taking antibiotics, Dade reminded her. He tipped his head to the prescription bottle on the end of the coffee table. It was sitting on top of a first aid kit. Kayla dug through the kit and came up with a tube of antibiotic cream. This isn't necessary, he complained. It is, she complained right back. You wouldn't have been shot if you hadn't been protecting me. That was true, and Kayla didn't regret her decision to tend his wound. But what she hadn't considered was the touching date posed some problems of their own. His arm was rock hard, and even though he wasn't heavenly musculared, he was still lean and solid, a cowboy, for some strange reason that made her smile. What? Dade questioned. He dipped his head so his eyes could meet hers. Not a good idea either, because he put them breath to breath in nearly mouth to mouth. Everything seemed to freeze, except for her heartbeat. It jolted like crazy. Her reaction she quickly tried to get under control. They didn't tear his attention from her. Kayla didn't move either. She just sat there, her fingers smeared with cream and poised over his arm. And in that moment, she had a terrible thought. What would it feel like to kiss Dade? A glimmer went through his cool gray eyes to let her know he was thinking the same thing. Is there a problem? Someone asked. Kayla jerked back so fast that her neck popped. There on the screen was Lieutenant Nate Ryland. She recognized him from the investigation and from his picture in the newspaper. This was Dade's paternal twin brother, a brother who no doubt hated her to the core. And God knows what he must have seen in Dade's in her eyes. Kayla was checking my arm, 
Dade volunteered. How much longer until the interview? Nate didn't answer right away. He kept his attention on Kayla. Was it disgust she saw? Or worse, was it that painful for him to look at her? A few more minutes. Dade finally said, I was just checking to make sure we're able to see and hear you. We can, he mumbled. By the way, Grayson had to give your location to the DA. Why? Kayla and Dade asked together. Winston said he had to talk to her about the trial. They didn't like the idea of anyone knowing their location. Judging from Kayla's expression, neither did she. Can't wait. Not according to Winston. Nate answered. He has to file some papers in court today or he could jeopardize the case. Well, Dade didn't want that, but he also didn't want to put Kayla at further risk. Warn Winston to be careful. Dade insisted. I will. Nate assured him. For now, though, I'll get Miss Wallace in here. Wait, Kayla blurted out, but then she fumbled with what to say. I'm sorry about your wife, she finally got out. Nate stood there, his jaw muscles working against each other. Felt like an eternity. Finally, he nodded. Thank you. And he walked out of camera range. Kayla held her breath, wondering if Dade was going to blast her for daring to bring up the topic of Nate's dead wife. But he merely pressed the bandage back in place, reached over, muted the sound on his computer. He also handed her a tissue so she could wipe the ointment from her fingers. I'm very protective of my brother. Dade threw out like a warning. I understand. And she did. Kayla often felt that way about Misty. But Nate doesn't appear to be a man who needs protecting. Not now. She shook her head, wondering if they were still talking about Ellie's murder. Things were different when we were kids. He mumbled. Dade huffed, paused, huffed again. Something happened when Mom was pregnant with us, and Nate was born with a lot of medical problems. Ah, she understood that, too. So you fought his battles for him? Yeah, sometimes literally. He stared down at his hands and scraped his thumbnail over one of his knuckles. The kids used to rag on him at school, but Nate, he was smart. A lot smarter than the kids who tried to bully him, so he could usually talk his way out of a butt whooping. Still can. Now Dade looked at her. He's the youngest cop in SAPD ever promoted to the lieutenant. He's a big gun there. He's a survivor, Caleb mumbled. Dade struck. Losing Ellie nearly killed him. And therefore, it had nearly killed Dade. Kayla could see how much Dade loved his twin brother, and whether he realized it or not, he was still fighting Nate's battles, still making sure that she wasn't a threat. Kayla was about to assure him that she was no longer a threat, but Dade spoke first. Last night, I did some digging into your sister's recent. He stopped when there was a movement on the laptop screen, and Dade turned up the volume. Kayla wanted to know what Dade had been about to tell her, but she knew it would have to wait when she saw Grayson lead Misty into his office. Her sister dropped down into the chair directly in front of the webcam. Misty did not look like a happy camper. That was reasonable because she was insistently in police custody and had been the whole entire night. Her short blonde hair looked as if it had been combed, hadn't been combed, and her sister wore no makeup. A rarity made her look much younger than 27. She looked more like a schoolgirl waiting out the tension. Misty's eyes zoomed right in on Kayla. I can't believe you let them bring me in here like this. Kayla felt as if Misty had slapped her. All that anger in her voice, and she was glaring not at Dade or Grayson, but at Kayla. Kayla was nearly killed. 
Dade responded before she could find her breath. Well, I didn't have anything to do with that, Misty fired back. Well, when she looked at Kayla again, her glare softened a little. I'm sorry if you were almost hurt, but I'm not responsible for it. Not almost hurt, Dade again. She was almost killed by a man named Raymond Savetti, who phoned you just a half an hour before the attack. Misty gasped, hopefully because she was surprised by that revelation. It had to be that, because Kayla couldn't believe that her sister would betray her. Their relationship wasn't perfect, but her sister loved her. Kayla hoped. Practically shaking her head, Misty looked up at Grayson. Someone did call me last night, and I didn't recognize the number, so I let it go to voicemail. I swear, I don't know any gunmen. Maybe you do. Dade countered. Thank God. Did you know Raymond Salvetti? Misty didn't hesitate even a second. I don't have to think hard. I don't know anyone like that. Charles set this up. He would do anything to get to Kayla, and he probably hired this Salvetti guy. Yes, Kayla agreed, but for him to do that, he had to know where I was staying. So if he came to the estate, Misty, he knew I was there. Misty did more of that frantic head-shaking. Kayla wanted to hold on to each one of them as the truth. I didn't tell anyone where you were staying. You told me to keep it a secret, and I did. I swear, I did. How did you let Misty know that you'd be at the estate? Grayson interrupted. He looked at Kayla. In person, phone, email. Phone? Kayla Misty answered in unison. It was Kayla who continued. Where, where were you when I had that conversation? She asked Misty. At a bar on St. Mary's. But no one heard our conversation. It sure. Grace impressed. Positive? Misty shoved her hands through her hair and groaned in frustration. If you want to point the finger at someone other than Charles, you need to look in your own backyard. That Silver Creek DA Winston Calhoun and his assistant... Alan Bowers have been bugging me for months. Both have been trying to find Kayla. Well, I'm betting both of them knew she'd be at that estate. It was true. Both men did know, and Kayla hadn't ruled either or both out as the leak that had led the gunman to her. Like Data had apparently done last night, she needed to do some digging because the Rylands might not think of friends and neighbors as possible felons. But Kayla knew for a fact that Charles could be very persuasive. He had a knack for finding people's weak spots. Why would you think for one minute I would put Kayla in danger? Misty demanded. She followed a glare between Dade and Grayson. Money, Dade volunteered, and he gave Kayla I'm sorry glance. I dug into your financials last night, and I found you've recently come into some money. Ten thousand dollars, to be exact. Kayla heard the sound of shock escape from her throat. So that was what Dade had been about to tell her. Oh, God. Miss Dean, she hadn't come for money, and even though Kaylee gave her sister a monthly allowance to cover living expenses, Misty went through it as quickly as she got it. And Misty hadn't always spent the money wisely. Sometimes she even used it to buy drugs. That's why Kayla hadn't just doled out more. Ten grand was a huge sum for her sister, and Misty had to have an explanation. She just had to, and Kayla waited with her breath held. Misty, I'm an artist. She snarled Dade, and I sold some paintings. That's all there is to it. You've got receipts for the sales, of course, Dade remarked. Her sister's eyes widened, and she lowered her head until she was staring at her lap. No, not exactly. It's a private sale, a cash deal. Kayla's heart dropped as well. Her sister had never made that much money from her paintings, and a sale like that should have caused Misty to call her immediately. 
I need the name and contact info for the buyer, Grayson insisted. He grabbed him a notepad and pen and slid them to Misty's way. Misty's attention stayed fixed to her lap. I don't have it, but I can get it, I suppose. You suppose? Kayla questioned. She tried very hard not to get angry, but such a casual comment. Misty, someone tried to kill me and maybe Robbie, too. You have to cooperate with me, please. I need an answer so I can keep Robbie safe. That got Misty's attention aimed back at the webcam. I don't have answers, she shouted. The person who bought the art didn't contact me directly. He went through a friend of a friend and said he wanted the deal to be secret. And he didn't want his soon-to-be ex-wife to know he was draining their accounts. She moved closer to the screen. Can't you see, Kayla? Someone's trying to set me up. Then prove it. Dade fired back before Kayla could say anything. Get the name of the art buyer from your friend of a friend. Misty's forehead bunched up and she mumbled something Kayla didn't catch. Give me 24 hours. She barked. She began to chew on her thumbnail. And I think it's time I called a lawyer. Dade and his brother exchanged a glance. 24 hours. Grayson confirmed. If I don't hear from you, I'm hauling it right back in here. And it won't be. Just for questioning, I'll arrest you for obstruction of justice and any other charge I can tack on. Thanks a lot, Kayla, Misty snared. She jumped to her feet. She practically ran out of the office. Grayson leaned closer to the screen. I'll call you if I find out anything. A few seconds later, the screen was blank. Kayla's mind, however, didn't. It started to spin with plausible explanations, none of which she hoped would point to her sister's guilt. Charles could have set up that art deal to incriminate Misty. Kayla tossed out there. He knows she's the only person I trust, and he might want to take that from me. She expected Dade to counter her theory, with a reminder that Misty had looked guilty of something, or that her sister hadn't mentioned this art deal before now, but he didn't say any of that. Dade simply slipped his arm around her shoulder and eased her closer to him. Kayla thought about his shoulder that this might be painful for him, but she couldn't refuse the comfort he was offering her. She'd had to stay strong for so long, all on her own, and it felt good to have a semi-ally. Grayson is a good cop. Dade reminded her he'll get to the bottom of this. Yes, Dade was a good cop, too, and she was afraid that bottom would incriminate her sister. I feel the same way about Misty as you do about Nate. I've always protected her. Dade stayed quiet a moment and gently rubbed his fingertips on her arm. You're positive she didn't sell you out to Brennan. Kayla wanted to be angry that he would even ask. After all, she'd had no trouble feeling that anger during Misty's interview. But it wasn't anger she felt this time. It was fear for what Misty could have done. Charles could have manipulated her, Kayla suggested. He could have made her believe that telling him my whereabouts would be the only way to keep me alive. Well, wouldn't she have? Admitted that to you, especially after I told her that you were nearly being killed. Kayla hoped that would be true, but she had to shake her head. She might be too afraid to tell me. She braced herself for Dade to huff or roll his eyes, but he didn't. Maybe because he had five siblings, he understood the sometimes delicate dynamics of family. Misty doesn't know how bad things were with Preston and Charles. Kayla continued. She knows I witnessed some illegal activity, that I overheard conversations about money laundering and such, but Misty believes those were rare occurrences. They weren't. They'd stayed quiet a moment. Exactly how much did you witness? Too much? She mumbled. I overheard and saw enough to convince Charles of a dozen of felonies. 
good thing, too, because I doubt there's any physical evidence to nail him. There used to be, Caleb admitted. He had files at his office and heaven knows what stashed in safe deposit boxes under fake names. She had to take a deep breath because that was a reminder of just how dangerous her former father-in-law was. Was and continued to be. They turned slight, slightly so they were directly facing each other. Protecting Robbie and Hugh comes first. I can't put Misty or anyone else ahead of that, understand? Yes, that's exactly what she wanted Day to do, to protect her son at all costs. And Dade would. She didn't have to second-guess that. Mercy, how much her life had changed in these short hours. Just yesterday, she thought of Dade and all the Rylands as the enemy. She no longer felt that way about Dade. That could be a major mistake. Yeah, she heard him say and realized he was studying her eyes as if he knew exactly what she was thinking. Maybe he did, because he looked away, cursed, and mumbled something. What? she asked. He cursed again. This, he answered. This was bad, because Dade turned back to her, leaned in and touched his mouth to hers. It was quick and dirty, packed a punch of a full-fledged French kiss. Hell, he mumbled, if I'm breaking the rules, I might as well break them hard. And he did. His hand went around the back of her neck, and he dragged her to him. Not just the lip contact, but some body-to-body -body contact as well. Her breast landed against his toned chest muscles. Oh, he was good. Too good. His mouth blazed against her and sent a jolt of fire through all the wrong parts of her body. She'd been right about Dade. He could melt chrome with that mouth and seduce her straight into his bed. Something that couldn't happen. Kayla repeated that to herself several times. Finally, she managed to pull back, or maybe she was successful, only because Dade pulled back as well. There are about a hundred reasons why that can't happen again, he insisted, and he inched away from her so that they were no longer touching. Kayla couldn't argue with that, and she could even add some reasons of her own. I can't get involved because my last relationship nearly destroyed me. Besides, when you look at me, you always think of Nate's dead wife. He made a sound of agreement. And then Kayla heard another sound, one that she hadn't expected to hear. Paintly neither had Dade because he sprang from the sofa, and in the same motion, he drew his gun from his shoulder holster. He hurried to the window, and Kayla followed, but Dade only pushed her behind him. Oh, they murmured. We have a visitor. End of chapter 6.